Good morning. On this Thursday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, uh, we were talking in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 23. And that's where we're going to pick up again today. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So four things are mentioned. Truth, wisdom, instruction and understanding. Of course, you could also probably add uh, knowledge and uh, quite a number of other things to that, but that that is the basis of it. Now, we have been mentioning that God is our provider. He wants to be recognized as the one that is the ultimate source of everything in our lives, everything, not a single thing left out. We limit God and put a limit on Him when we begin to look outside Him as our source and begin to look for other things to substitute and take his place. In doing so, then we begin to slowly trust not in him, but trust in those things. Any of those things that are of this world are exactly that. They're of this world. They're temporal. They will not last forever. But there are things in the kingdom of God that pertain to his children that are to be sought after. These are things that will be given an eternal reward for our lives. And as you read in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23, truth is one of them. Walking in the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. He's the way. He's the life. He is the truth. There, there is no other. Everything emanates from him. Everything comes from Him. Everything flows from Him. And it's for Him and to Him and by Him. And without Him, nothing else can be outside that realm. So, He says in James 1.5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God giveth to all men liberally. Just take a look at Solomon when he asked for wisdom. Uh, in in the scripture in the Old Testament. And it also says, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That's going to be the key. We have to believe that God will give us the direction, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge that we need, the instruction, the guidance, all of these things. But we must not waver. He that wavereth is like a wave that is driven by the sea. So, if we receive wisdom from the Lord, then we must be able to use that wisdom. We explain that the wisdom that comes from God is very different than the wisdom that comes from this world. According to James 3.13, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out a good behavior of his work with meekness of wisdom. He says in verse 14, But if you have bitter envies and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom, in other words, this, this that you have, this that you think you've learned or this that you are being guided by, he says, this wisdom descends not from above, meaning is not from God, but it it, it shows itself off in three levels. It's earthly, sensual, and devilish. 
In other words, it be it belongs to and it is of this physical planet. It's also of the psyche of man. It is not of the spirit of God, but it is of the soul of man. And then lastly, number three, it's devilish. Both that which is earthly and that which is uh, sensual can be influenced by that which is devilish, that which is of the devil. So these three things can influence us to have a certain wisdom and knowledge and instruction and understanding that are not only ungodly, but evil. And men will call that which is good evil and will call that which is evil good. Now, how how confused, how confounded, how literally blind is the life of an individual that reaches that point? Well, this explains it. The things that they have learned or that they received or gotten have been of this earth. They have been of a nature of that they're sensual. They're of the human mind, not of the spirit of God. And they're also influenced and of the devil himself. It says, for where there is envying and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from God, first of all, he gives us a good list. First of all, it's pure. There is a purity about the wisdom of God. It is clean. It is perfect. It is innocent. Then, it says, because it is pure, it's peaceable. Simply meaning it pacifies. It, it has the capacity to be pacific in our lives. Well, that's going to cause gentleness. It's going to cause it to be gentle in our lives also, to be appropriated. It's going to be mild. Uh, it's going to be patient. And it's going to be easily entreated. Uh, we can be persuaded by it. We can be complimented in our lives. It's going to be full of mercy and good fruit. It's going to be without partiality and without hypocrisy. So notice the contrast between the treasure of wisdom that comes from God and the treasure of wisdom that comes from the devil and from this earth and from just the soul of man. There is a big difference. Uh, you have uh, first purity, peaceable, gentleness, that's three. Then it is easily entreated, that's four. It's full of mercy, that's five. Good fruits, that's six. Without partiality, that's seven. And without hypocrisy, that is eight. Now, why are we mentioning this? Having wisdom, knowledge, and understanding can put you in a very different place. It can bring you before great men and leaders of this world. Having this type of wisdom can help you plan God's will and purpose for your life to the minutest detail so that you maximize the amount of time, effort, money, and life that is put into it because of the guidance of that wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Without it, we're going to make mistakes that we may be able to, that we may be paying the price for, for days, weeks, months, years, even a lifetime. 
had we had the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and applied it, it would have saved us so much heartache, so much pain, so much loss of time, so much loss of money, so much of everything. So that in itself is a great treasure because of what it provides. Now, following the, the, the instructions of David to Solomon in the book of Proverbs, not only does it do this with the immaterial, that which is, you know, wisdom itself and knowledge and understanding, but with the material. Wisdom will teach you how to invest, how to maximize everything. Therefore, everything in life is going to be multiplied and it's going to have a richer and fuller and greater effect for your life here on this earth. Your effectiveness and your influence will be much greater. Think about the parables that Jesus taught in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 13, the book of Luke in chapter number 8, and in the book of Mark in chapter 4, on the sower sows a seed. He talked about those that brought back a return on the word of God, 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. So that was greatly, greatly, greatly multiplied, greatly multiplied. Well, having wisdom and knowing exactly what to do at the right time, when to do it and where to do it, and the motives behind it can be very, very, very worth the while. Now, in first in Colossians in chapter 1, verse uh, 26, it talks about the mystery that has been hid uh, from the ages and from the generations, but is now made, 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 made manifest to his saints. And the scripture says in verse number 27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then Colossians chapter 2, verse 3 says, In whom are hid, speaking of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now we brought this up because when we were reading the scripture uh, yesterday, we introduced from the book of Matthew in chapter 6, verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon this earth. And 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 simply, it, it's talking about literally this land, the soil. The soil meaning the very land that we walk on, the very place where our feet are at. It says, don't lay treasures up. Don't bury them like pirates used to do or other people. Uh, many times they'll just bury the money and then all of a sudden they forget or they don't tell anybody of where it's at. And all of a sudden it's gone. It's, it's no longer there. The, the, the money is absolutely uh, useless as far as being used for a purpose simply because it was buried in the ground. But the scripture does teach us that truth and wisdom and understanding and all these things can give us a much greater understanding and satisfaction here in this life than anything else can possibly give us. And remember, the wisdom of this world is earthly. And we're warned not to, not to build up treasures on this 
physical earth. Lay not up the words of Jesus in Matthew 6.19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Where moth corrupts and rust does corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal. But instead lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Well, there's no way that you can take anything from here and deposit it up there. Think about it. Unless you have an account. And even then, there's not enough gold that you can figure out how to vaporize it and have it go into your account in heaven. Everything that is of this earth is going to stay here. But everything that is spirit then will wind up being part of spirit. So that which the spirit of God has guided and led us to do and live for Christ here on this earth, then those treasures will be laid up for us in heaven. Because there neither moth nor rust does corrupt. And where thieves do not break through to steal. And here's the clincher, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It doesn't say where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. But it says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is at. So if, if we were to look at most of the treasures that we have here on this earth, during the time that we've lived here, and where we have invested the majority of what we have invested, time, money, energy, life, if it's all been invested, or the majority, the greater part has been of this earth, then guess where your treasure is on this earth? Guess where your heart is? It's also on this earth. So we have to let go of that. We have to be able to turn it loose so it does not affect us and keep us locked and bound so that we do not get the true treasure. The true treasure which are in Christ Jesus. All the wisdom, all the glory, all that he has made provision for us, both in this lifetime and in the life to come. So remember, where your treasure is, not where it was, not where it will be, but where your treasure is, present tense, right now, wherever your treasure is, there will be your heart also. It may be sad to even think about or consider that so many people invest so much of their time, life, and money on terrestrial things that eventually... When they're gone, they're not able to even take one single scrap of anything. So consider this. Where your treasure is, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. But if your treasure is in heaven and with the Father and with Christ, then that's where your heart is also. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our redemption has already been bought and paid for. All it needs to do is be made manifest in our mortal bodies. And Jesus will do that on the day that he comes back for us. So keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.